welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back everybody to this week's episode on the Earth School podcast and we're delighted for you to join us. And as always, um, for those who maybe are new to this here, that we're chatting about the energy that is present within, in a sense, the skies through the astrological lens, even though we might not reference specific things, but it's about the energy that is available to us so that we can work with it proactively. Um, But also maybe see the opportunity and the invitations that are being offered to us during these transits or during these times in general. Like, so... It's a place for you to tap into your own inner knowing as well, to really listen to what resonates, what really sort of enlivens you and take and use what you want from it as well. Like not everything may be applicable because energy works with us all so differently and we're all playing little different roles within this world as well. Like So this week, if you've heard a lot, there's probably, if you're into this year, you've probably seen that there's lots of little different aspects that are appear in their heads and a lot of people are like a little bit apprehensive of it but as always we approach it with a very grounded and wider perspective so everything is an invitation everything gives us an opportunity to learn grow and evolve through it so i would like to welcome my little co-host bb dalman hi bb hi everybody hi rosaline so my dear, this week as we're stepping into this sort of, we were chatting last week about the beautiful expansive energies and the invitations that Jupiter and Pisces was sort of offering us like, and that feels really, you know, open flowing and I know it has its sort of shadow side as well, like, but we're tapping into that more expansive vibration of it. And now as we're stepping into this week, I was describing it earlier to you, sort of like us, you know, you're driving your car along, you're like, oh yeah, we're on the open roads and this is going to be so good. We're on our little journey now and we're going to make little pit stops along the way and I feel like this week and it's not even like road bumps per se but it's like maybe that we're looking out our windows and we're seeing things differently or we're noticing certain things about our little vehicle that we maybe didn't notice before you're like oh my god in the glove compartment I didn't realize I've left something you know that actually is maybe really useful to me now at this stage but how would you sort of describe the energy that we're stepping into this week how would you see it I love the analogy of a road trip. <laughs> I love a good road trip at the best of times. Um, yeah, I think, you know what, when we say with the road trip, it's it's very much just you know, an idea when you come every once in a while, you come, you come maybe to this part where you just look to the side and there's like a mountain range that really is fascinating. And you just spur of the moment decide there's a junction coming up and, and you can make that decision. You can take that turn. You can just follow what what inspires you what you see and you know um, even though that might not have been the initial plan of the mapping of the road trip but then if you zone out wider you go why did you go on the road trip in the first place maybe, maybe to see beautiful places so you know it's it's this this part I feel where we um, make in the moment decisions inspired um, by but yeah, coming up to a crossroads maybe, or having to make a decision or having to, you know, weigh off two things. Or like we said, with every road trip, every once in a while, you go like, where, when do you get petrol? You know, <laughs> is it this exit that I'm going to take now and get the petrol? Or will I get it later? At some point, I have to get it. So I feel it's a week where the expansion continues very, mm. like, you know, um, that we've talked about for weeks, you know, and then an expansion that way always continues, I suppose. But I feel like it's this expansion into the subtler realms and what this week sort of in, ignites. And I think especially with we have a good few planets in in Gemini and they're all sort of personal planets. So I feel there's an invitation to make something real, you know, like a road trip is really good as an imagination. But at some point you got to go okay, let's get the funds together or let's rent a car or let's get the car serviced and when are we going? You know, at some point you're going to sit then in the car and you go, okay, everything packed, everything there and if whatever is not on board is going to stay behind and, you know, and I'm okay with that. But there are these, I feel like this week is where we bring something into our personal realm or have the invitation to make something tangible or how we show up in life. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think about the last few episodes we've been chatting about, is you know, figuring out what's important to us 
and a lot of that can be you know like I'm thinking about it I'm feeling into it and now it's like well if it's really important to me what am I going to do about it like do you know if, I, if it's important to me to live my life this way or to be this way or to experience that sense of adventure or to be more creative or whatever it is like you know like then comes the part where I can just stay as that aspiration but then we're invited sometimes to go if it's really important can I begin to anchor it down like and actually put in the little steps that will actually make it something I can experience and not just think about experiencing but I can reap the benefits of experiencing it through a cellular level then as well like and also it gives Mm -hmm. that sense of you know grows that self-trust that self-confidence and self as well like that yeah actually god that was just you know it was like a pie in the sky you know it was something an aspiration of something I didn't think I could do but now I'm starting to even do the little steps like I think sometimes we're looking too far mm-hmm. ahead sometimes, you know, as in, yeah. I need to get there now. But it's like the little steps will get us moving that direction. Like, so I do feel like, yeah. yeah, it's taken a lot that we've been sitting with and chewing on the last few months and now beginning to anchor it even more so into action steps. Like, mm-hmm. And you know what, just the image that just came to my mind um, instead of a, you know, let's say, um the the dance salsa you know um if you think of like how many steps are kind of involved but then when you look at the couple when they're moving across the dance floor the lines might be straight you know they're moving from one side to the other side but really there are so many small little turns and steps involved along the way and to in a way that's very much that that energy there is that fluidity in way where we have access to those bigger dreams but then there's also parts of us that might you know we feel like we're you know running on the spot you know um and so in a way i feel this week is about can our everyday actions be informed by our greater imagination you know it's like that, that dancing couple if I know we're going to take that long line across the dance floor make all those small little steps make it beautiful and really enjoy it really paint all those different flavors into it but we're still marching across we, there's still that fluidity in in the longer range mm-hmm. so it's, can the short term support the long term or can the long term magnetize I think that's another way of thinking of it sometimes right is like can the long term or the the higher aspiration magnetize the smaller steps towards it because yeah, it feeds like in a sense the future feeds where I'm at at this moment like so it becomes not something that's far away and something I'm trying to move towards but something that is my guiding Mm. principle in this moment in time like Mm. because I can access that state here and now it might feel weird but I can begin to in a sense drop feed it you know like if I feel oh I'm not there yet I begin to can begin to taste and experience what it feels like maybe in my body or in little aspects of my life so I get used to holding it or being that way and then it keeps me moving in that trajectory like but even that analogy of the dancing across you know the floor and all she said like it's fluid so it's not like you know no step forward like a little soldier one foot in front of the other it's that allowing that movement and allowing just like you mentioned about the road trip allowing that turn off not in a different direction, you know, like, but if another step needs to come in, that step comes in and it adds something to that trajectory across the dance floor or to our movement through life. Like, so it's not that sometimes if we're aiming one direction or we have a certain vision we hold for ourselves or a way we want to be, that we already have in our mind what that, how that should look like to get there. So it's allowing that sort of the little, that sort of the odd steps or the little, shift in a different direction because that can inform that path forward then like or take us not in a different direction sometimes but just gives us different resources then to move forward with mm-hmm. i think um just when you say like this maybe take a different direction i think sometimes you can you can see it when you watch dancers when when sort of they have a, like a, a a mishap but they're so eloquent at they, they know their routine and they're so embodied that, you know, they can make even a little fall or like a falling back and they just weave a couple of steps in around that and you wouldn't even notice that. So and I think there is, that is the energy that support is like to not be afraid of, of starting somewhere in some side of way or to play around. The answer might be found in the dance, you know, and the other thing that came to mind is like, because everything is so fluid at the moment, I think, um, and we have this linear thinking. So if you just think the difference between how an army marches, even like you know old-fashioned mm-hmm. sort of army marching that's very linear that's very one step in front of the other and I think 
um, when you think of beauty and joy and freedom, I mean, everyone has their, their own personal pers perspective on it, but th that sort of army formation marching is not necessarily what comes to my mind, how I want to live my life. And so there is this, the energy support, the dancing, but also with that comes a certain level of not knowing, you know, there's mm -hmm. a certain level of, you know, even if it's not a choreographed dance, when you dance with someone, because you have so many mutable energies, it's this exchange when you dance with someone, um, you have to stay open to what they are bringing to you. And I'm learning um, Tai Chi at the moment again, <laughs> but obviously online still. Um, so there's one inherent part that I remember when I when I like practices a few years ago, there was this partner work. And obviously we can't really do that now in this in this setting, but everything about really Tai Chi in that way is, is to become so grounded and so centered in yourself that you can notice when forces coming in towards you and you can avoid them or you can dance with them. And I think this is sort of the energy that's that's there for us to play with. And if we go in with that army sort of mindset, that very linear, I need to take one step. What are my 10 step plans towards success? And I don't, we all need to have some sort of trajectory, but if I don't let myself veer off it because I see something beautiful along the wall lines or something better, I feel this can also feel um, constrictive. And I think that's mm. sometimes what we read, you know, when we read our astrology, what's going on at the moment, it's like, oh my God, there's all these other things coming in. It can feel like this. Well, it, it just depends, you know, we're still in this very strongly influenced time of like shaking mm. up the foundations. So it, there is that playing into it as well, like where are we clinging on to that strong formation and where can we become a bit softer, more grounded in ourselves so we can dance with one another. We need each other's ideas with, you know, different principles and then and, and just be fluid I think mm -hmm. and I think you're there's sort of something you were saying there I think it's like important to nearly say it again almost mm -hmm. do you know like that way is that you know don't be afraid to sidestep don't be afraid to shift direction even totally if it's needed but don't be afraid to move a foot out of the routine you thought you were going to be doing or the movement forward you thought that was the correct way to be one foot in front of the other like I think it really is that space or to remember that there like that sometimes we'll judge ourselves for that there or we'll try and keep within the confines of it so it's even I see this sort of invitation of this space too is like you know to still do things that you know in a sense scare us without like you know totally terrifying our whole entire being like but to allow ourselves to you know, if we're dancing, like I said, to come back to that dancing, like, you know, like if somebody comes up to you and goes, do you want to dance? You can either go, haven't a clue, but yeah, let's go, like, or we run for the bathroom. You know, if you remember you're in your teenager, you run for the bathroom and hide going, oh no, well, I don't, I don't know how to do any of that dancing. Like, you know, so it's like allowing ourselves to, to meet those little parts that are craving to take that little sidestep to dip into something else and see what's there. Like, because I truly believe any little detour, any little mishap, any stand, standing on toes, not leading whatever it is it all feeds into and all gives us information and to move forward with as well and sometimes it's where we actually find the thing that we need like or the next aspect that we need to embody ourselves like that we would never have seen if we just kept moving forward in the same direction like because we're still held in all those energies too that are asking for us to do things differently like yeah it's always about expansion and growth and you know, growth and self-awareness and an expansion in your understanding of your capacity to create and to co-create and, you know, but ultimately it's like always a, and I think when life, it's like you said at the beginning, when you kind of, kind of feel like, you know, when there's a lot written in the media about like what can happen and, and it, like it's, it's, I think it has a very diminishing capacity. It's like, you know, oh, Mercury is in retrograde, I better not do anything here. Or, you know, oh my God, like if the stars align, I think a lot of that, that has added also to the side where astrology just has become this sort of like slightly laughed at art form or practice, you know, but it is a deeply informative mm. spiritual practice in, in my view. And um, it gives us information where we can look at what is happening energetically so that I might see that in my life, you know? So when you look at your everyday life and the very practical, where do you feel like you want that expansion where you're resisting, you know? And 
and sometimes that can be reduced that moment where you go like okay like that's now the, the straw that broke the camel's back and like now it's time to shift my job or now it's time to maybe apply for a new job or now it's time to actually yeah be courageous and go with that relationship or that experience because when we take the pressure off that something the next step has to be exactly aligned for the final step our experience gets so much richer you know think about if you're just walking through nature one foot in front of the other that straight line you you, you have beautiful experiences and that you know but it's it's that whereas if you allow yourself even the car to get off the highway and just to drive around country roads you know it's way slower but i mean it's it's way more beautiful the things that you see the details the people you might meet and i think sometimes in life it feels like we're on the super highway <laughs> you know where it's like it's always easy to actually find the highway because there's always the science it's like our neurology is like always into that fear pattern it's always into that perceived next step and it has to be the next one and have an exact vision and these are not the times where you might have an exact vision you know these are the times where you find out what you like by giving it a go i feel like by trying a few a few small steps and not putting so much so much weight onto that next step you know if you think of like like the dancers again they're not putting one foot down and stopping like like little little pebbles across the river the way you get over it is if you walk really slowly you're gonna fall into that water you gotta just like skip over it and i feel like that's the energy it's like a a light touch in a way it could feel i suppose also a little ungrounding for sure that could come with it um but again when we ungrounding only if we're trying to forcefully ground ourselves so there is there's definitely that invitation to see maybe the lighter side within ourselves to to play to to see what others are doing, to exchange what happens in an exchange with somebody else. And I think uh, rather than trying to really hold ground. I think sometimes we put too much pressure on something being something or like, you know, we're no, fun no sooner finished one step than we're trying to take the next one. Like, And I, I think this whole space sometimes just invites us to sort of understand that everything has, has its own cycle, its own life cycle. But it's teaching us to, in a sense, like, you know, to sort of ha like uh, there's a surrender aspect to it, but also understanding that things take time, like, do you know, like everything takes time, like, and sometimes it'll just take the bloody time that it decides it needs, like, and not no matter how hard I push it, it will be there. So I see it sometimes that it's allowing that space for it, for us to acknowledge that things that sometimes are really worth it take time, like. Do you like just like going and yeah but did you, did you ever feel like that the moment when you give something the time if you're going like okay that's divine timing i'm gonna i'm gonna keep showing up i can change really quickly then but as long as i forced it would not budge and move and th that's most of healing like we come to healing when we've we've pushed ourselves in that corner like you know, like, and we're pushing against everything in life, like, and we all do it in different ways, like, you know, and that's when we usually will show up on somebody's door, whether it's our psychotherapist or healer or astrologer or whatever it is, like, is when we've pushed and pushed and then we're like, I can't understand, I'm like, I'm really doing, I'm doing all the things you're meant to be doing, like, why am I not, like, further than well, the road? sometimes, sometimes it's not about going forward sometimes the clue lies mm. in revisiting right it's this and it's that energy supported this week in general as well as like saturn goes into retrograde so it literally appears as if it goes backwards but saturn has so much to do with mastering and the slow mm. growth and the slow maturation right so there's this sense of staying with the dancing analogy <laughs> Let's try that routine one more time, you know, or with Tai Chi at mm -hmm. the moment, like I'm in such early stages, you know, I'm not very far down the sequence. So we're repeating the few things a lot. Yeah. Um, but every time you do it, um, there's something, it's not every time that you do it that something clicks, you just do it over and over and over again. And in between things start to click and things become smoother and things become more, oh, it's like the issues disappear. And so I feel like sometimes it's not the growth is not in going forward sometimes the growth is in revisiting something and i think mm. with saturn going into retrograde there is this which is a, a reasonably slow planet you know it takes 30 years to go around the sky to be in the same place where it was in your birth chart or you know 30 years from now on it will be in the same position again so a a planet that's perceived i mean it's moving fast in in, in the universe it just looks very <laughs> slow to us you know? 
in that way. Just, I think that's also important to say. And I think it plays into this. What's what sometimes needs time can also happen fast. Um, but there is, I think, an invitation to maybe... Lo- and it's not that you have to forcibly go over sort of past chapters or take... You can take your notebooks out and go over the, the last few weeks and things, you know. But most likely, the way I like to work with these energies is just trying to be present throughout the day and in the evening maybe... Um, just look at, at the day again and sense into the day again and see if something pops up that popped up in the past in terms of something that wasn't my attention, that wants to be refined, that wants to be released, that wants to be, oh, you could be a bit more specific, um, whatever it is. So I think it's it's that energy is coming mm-hmm. in as well. Yeah, because like we, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it pops into my head cheese. I'm not going to chat about cheese. I don't know enough about cheese. But like we're looking for ourselves to mature. Do you know, like, yeah. And the understanding of, yeah. you know, what in my life is looking to to grow, but not in a sense of and to grow, mm. you know, bigger for the sense of bigger, but it's looking to mature, you know, like to grow within itself almost. So it's not something maybe yeah. even you know, new within me, but an aspect of myself that is maturing. You know, like, so what mm. parts of myself at the moment are being revealed to me that I feel they're maturing or my sense of them and begin to see them through a different lens. Do you know, like, but it's also then like that coming back to sort of like we have to let life mature by itself. We hopefully mature mm. naturally and by ourselves too, but we all go through our different stages through our ages. Like, you know, so even like I reflect on my business and go like, oh, I'll be 13 years in business this year. And I'm like, it's a teenager. And like all good teenagers just going to me. I'm whatever I want to be at this moment, but it might be something different in the next five minutes. Like, do you know, like it's going through all that shift and change, like, and you can't go a teenager is this because it's all so different from moment to moment, like, so it's we're sort of allowing life to do that to us, but also to the things that we're creating or experiencing in life too, like, but also realizing that things can mature quickly, but sometimes they take time, but they also take the discipline, like, and the responsibility mm-hmm. of nurturing them and taking care of them. Or doing the thing over and over and over again. Like like all good overnight successes have had a lifetime of blood, sweat and tears behind them. Like ask anybody. Like do you know they're going, do you know, like it's taking time. Like and it's the same with when we're growing things, we might do you know, like we might have an idea of, you know, like this is the common way of growing your business and all, like, but we're taking responsibility for how we want it to be and how we wish to do it but also allowing it to guide us as well and to for us to mature through that process. Like, I think that's really natural as well, because just picking up on that teenager, you know, I remember being, you know, 16 and all you want to do is turn 18 because in Germany at the time you were allowed to drive when you were 18 and everyone got, in a, when you lived in a countryside, everyone had a driving license because you were just so far away from anything. So that car was your access to life. <laughs> so everyone started to save way early on and you just couldn't wait, you know, and then you realize you travel to the States for the first time and you realize you're nothing at 18. <laughs> you have to be 21 to do anything. So there was another, but then once you hit 21, most people that you speak to, they don't actually rush, you know, we don't rush, like can't wait to be 40 or 50 or 60, something, something changes in, 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 in a way, but I think also making room for all of that. So if you're early on in your business, of course, you probably feel like a 16 year old goes like, let me just like the next step. I just want to, you know, hit those marks, like the first turnover, mm-hmm. the first, you know, way where you can, your business stands on its own feet or wh- whatever it is. Um, but what I am suggesting is don't don't miss the beauty of life because you stay in that trajectory blindly, you know, because I think having having seen people for so many years and spoken with so many students um, over and over again, but like, you know, as a yoga teacher, there's people always before and after class, like chatting to you about, about life and sort of a very big energy about that was this fear of grow, growing older because we sort of think that grown older is like, you know, when you take cheese, cheese grown moldy, <laughs> like you're worthless. And so I definitely don't want to end, end there, you know, where it's like good cheese in the right way conserved. Maturity means an increase in, in, in everything, in, in, in flavor and in worthiness in, 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 in that way. So I think... 
I'm, uh, the jury's, <laughs> I don't know still if I think like it just happens naturally, wisdom, you know, I do think working with awareness is really important, you know, like how we look at the lessons in life. It, our maturation in that way happens and it's there for us to grow naturally into wisdom. There's, I don't think we need to lead a certain life. I don't think we need to step into being a teacher or a step a certain role. I think it doesn't matter where you work, how your life looks like. Your life will provide you with enough food to, if consciously digest it, really gives you tons of wisdom. And I think we talk about Saturn, I always think Saturn in a higher frequency is that really kind old lady or a kind old man that when you look into their eyes, the fire is still totally alive. Like, you you know, you wouldn't know, they might just go and climb a mountain. Um, but there is also a sense of I've seen it all and nothing throws me off center so easily. And I think that's really reassuring. And so there's something in that quality uh, when Saturn retrogrades, you go, where do I want to go back and refine, come back to the dance floor, my steps, so the next time I go over that, I feel a little bit more sure-footed, I can keep my lightness. And I think dance is just a beautiful analogy when you take even ballet, what looks the easier and lighter it looks, the more, you know, repetition and harnessing and refinement has happened in going into that. And um, I think if we look at our life in that way, maturing in that way, maybe we can be a bit more open about those parts in our life when it feels we've taken steps back. You know, that idea of one step forward and five steps back and like, here we go again, same issues, different stories. Like, no, it's never, it's never like that. There's something there for you to, to, to find wisdom, maturity. Uh, and I think through that lens, um, the word I would connect with like, you know, mature wine or a mature wise person is also beauty. Mm. There's something... There's something very, I find these people have something that is off this earth, but also beyond, you know, just sitting with them, right? Listening to their storytelling, there is something that they have transcended in a way, certain aspects of themselves. And I think Saturn helps us to do that if we're willing. It helps us to step into that and access those really beautiful parts of ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Just listening to you, sort of what's come to mind is like, I think it's Stephen Jenkins chats about it. Like, but I'd say like, you know, we chat about sort of having elders in our community, you know, and mm. the need for elders in community. And he goes, not everybody who is old is an elder. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like not everybody who has gone through life and is 80, 90 or whatever age you decide that is, is, is wise. Like, do you know, at the same time, because we have to digest and assimilate what we've lived through as well like do you know like so I can be 80 and 90 and still carrying everything from life has given me and it's weighed me down and it's made me not appreciate life or whatever it might be like so it's like to me the maturing process is that we we still work with it like that way to be it because also if you think when we're born we're so close to the veil and then as we grow we're moving towards it, but we might mm-hmm. forget. We totally forget where we even come from, it possibly. And we're going about life, and we're all in the life stuff. And then somewhere along that trajectory, we will get knocked in the head to waking up at some stage. Like, but as we get older, we get closer to that, and we know we're getting closer to it. And also, that's a to me, that's like a you know. And sometimes it's a beautiful space because also you you let go of so many more of the things that would have restricted you possibly like to the point where you go well when I was 20 I was like sure Jesus I have a whole lifetime ahead of me to sort all that and do and become that and do that like do you know like but when we're maybe becoming 50 60 we're beginning to simulate "Mm, where do I actually really want to direct what I want to leave behind you know how do I want to grow in the rest of my life like you know because we sort of feel that fail and the veil can be here at any time I do know that like but we feel that veil coming closer like so there's this opportunity to grow it's a collective experience right because more of us at that age stepping towards the veil so we're not only feeling our own experience but the collective experience of that so I think it's a a beautiful sort of way to look at life is that I can see it as growing old but I've some of the people who I admire are in their 60s 70s and I'm just like that's like they're doing what they love and they don't get distracted by all the other shiny pies that are in the room. Do you know? Because they're going, and I this think it's is the my attitude. Energy. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it's that energy, you know, and then that that energy is ageless. And I think all spiritual practices in some way support us to that. Like imagine, you know, it, it, it's almost like you're thinking of paradise. You think imagine a life where things fly your way and you can just like duck, let them fly over in that side and nothing really phases you. You know, imagine you can actually harness that now. But I think with that is always with the end in mind, like having an awareness around that it is this life is this life is finite gives us if you have a conscious conversation with that it gives us more appreciation for the beauty and what's really important to us and it helps us to reorient our life so that we are having the opportunity now mm. to really fill our life with 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 beauty and meaningful relationships and meaningful experiences they don't they don't always have to be easy but, you know, there's a richness to it so that when we move towards that veil, whenever that comes, the transition hopefully is easier rather than one of looking back and resentment and regret. And, you know, it's also when we're moving towards that veil without having reflected on that idea, the end in mind, there is an incredible, obviously, a, um, a resistance you know, there's a harshness. And I see that as well in life in general when, you know, we have a choice of growing. I used to always say in class, we can either grow wise or we can grow harsh and hard, you know. And like through our experiences, we all have experiences and nobody gets through this um, life, this roller coaster, you know, just easy carpet ride. Like we all have these big and really, really big things that, that hit us and these beautiful and incredibly awe-inspiring experiences so we all have them in different ways but how we integrate them and I think coming from a movement practice that's the difference in repeti blind repetition versus integrated repetition I can literally just do the same movement over and over and over again I can do a blind you know bicep curl with weight over and over and over again and if I just leave it at that chances are you create an incredible imbalance in the body chances are that muscle gets over time really hard and harsh because it's not been integrated just blindly repeated but if you repeat a movement give your musculature rest give your whole system rest to understand how you know that aspect affects other aspects moving in an asana practice yoga practice slow enough so when you're in downward facing dog you raise one leg you notice how the weight shifts between your arms so you notice how all of the muscles in your body are adjusting through the big movement that you only see from the outside and I think in that way, the asana practice is such a beautiful analogy for all of life. You know, something big happens on the outside, but we might miss all the small little adjustments on the inside, how we actually grow. And so when we, when we repeat and steepen those experiences and let them distill and integrate, that's when repetition becomes really, really powerful. And that's where we can also then on a purely physical level, train muscles that are really pliable and strong rather than harsh and hard. Um, and you can see that in, in people, you can see it in yourself as well. There will be parts in your body that are like strong and really pliable and they will usually not giving you any sort of trigger points um, but if you sort of like you know the upper traps up but between the, the head and the neck usually those muscles they tend to be the ones that are hard and you can even go up with your fingers along your neck to the top of your shoulders and there will be probably parts when you press in some of them are nice and gooey and some of them are really harsh and what those harsh trigger points are is just where load has happened that then hasn't been distributed evenly throughout the system and integrated and if you take that as an analogy and apply it to life, there is something that happens of impact and there wasn't time to integrate it and digest it. That's, you know, that's how we live a lot in our life. There's one stress at another phone call. There's this, the boss wants this. There is like kids to be brought to crashes and picked up. There is like shopping to be done. We live a life where there is constant input and we don't really get time to digest. We throw in a yoga class in between and a little meditation here and there. But really how we structure our life is actually the road towards aging harsh and hard into our body. And a lot of us can feel that. And a hard muscle is actually a very weak muscle. Like a very hard stance is very weak stance in, in terms of, you know, even a conversation, an argument. So the question always is like, how can we individually, but also how can we teach each other? Because there are these collective energies, these changing energies. How can we learn from each other and teach each other um, to, to digest life a little bit more and create ways of living and working? 
and creating that have structures that allow for digesting and integrating. So then we can hopefully go through life with a not only a body that isn't constantly on a full of trigger points, but also the same psychologically and emotionally where we can go through life and go like, okay, that was a tough one to take, but I've harnessed and distilled every little bit of that difficult situation and I can move forward with that. And so when something else happens and in the future that is not of the same impact, you grew stronger. That's how he's, you know, you grew stronger that the little things don't knock you off as easy anymore. So it's, I feel it's a conscious it happens for us all, but when we do it consciously, I think there's more chance, more chance for wisdom than for harshness. And then there's obviously mm. the whole level of grace or luck <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> that little magic dust that needs to come in for us to uh, connect the dots. <laughs> and that ties in the, like other aspects we've chatted about where, you know, like it's resilience, but not... You know, resilience can be yeah. something that I learn and grow and I build within myself and it really supports me. And then resilience is where I can be that push and harshness, hardness that is, yeah. you know, like that that force against life. But the other resilience is, okay, I sort of have maybe a trust or a surrender. I can reflect back on previous times and I know I'm not being punished at this moment in time for something that I've never done, but I feel the world or life is punishing me like, or is watching... Um, Zoe's extraordinary playlist on, on TV. It's absolutely fabulous. But in this whole series, she's been chatting to the universe going like, why are you doing this to me? Like, until like she finally realizes, oh, like actually maybe it's trying to show me something like, but she had that like, you know, seriously, you are like, oh, like the universe is against me here. But it's like, no, it's reorientating mm -hmm. me or it's getting me to see things or it's allowing me to see deeper parts of myself or to interact in this relationship differently. Like, you know, like, so to me, even that maturing process requires us to redefine it like because like mm. even when we chat about it we we never like it's the old hag you know or you lose you get less energy and I know so many people who are in their 50s 60s 70s and they have far more energy 70s 80s even my father who have far more energy than people in their 20s like but we've all these definitions mm. around what that means to us do you know, like, so it's even allowing ourselves to shift those there, like, so we can meet those stages in life a little bit softer, a little bit differently, and a hell of a lot kinder to ourselves. And we've said this here that we evolve, we change, we grow physically, mentally, emotionally, and as to work with it at all times, like, to know that will be phases where I have loads of energy, there'll be phases in life where I have none. And nothing of that has to do with age either, like, it's just cycles that I'm going through, like, so it's even acknowledging, you know, reflecting back in life and go, how am I wiser now? Even at this moment, no matter what age I am, how am I wiser? Do you know, like, and what has allowed me to gain that wisdom? And more than likely it will be, you go, it was all those challenging moments, those times where I thought, seriously, how the hell are we going to get out of this one? Or I didn't know what to do with it. Do you know, like, and what allowed me to grow wiser in those spaces, like, mm -hmm. Because that really allows mm. us to see that growth and then that can be the soil in those other moments when we, again we're standing with our feet in the ground going, seriously? <laughs> Who's having a laugh at me this time? Like, do you know, where we're being invited to grow again, like to become more wise of who we are, what we want, what our needs are, how we want to be in the world, how we want to share with the collective as well as individually, like. I think sometimes the growth is with something that's visible, like take take a step mm. or or take a different step. But I think sometimes, and that's the harder one to catch, I feel is the growth is not taking a step, but it's it's an inner shift. Mm. It's it's a different approach, a different looking at the world in a different way, and that can only happen when you're sometimes being caught in a certain situation you know you, you know we all have this situation where like you know I'm getting very clever with life I'm just gonna sneak out to the right you know and then like that door is <laughs> shut as well and then you it's like now I know I know the emergency exit's right there behind you, and you turn around and you try the other one and that's being closed as well and you go like really and you feel like you're literally being kept in this you know <laughs> steaming pot <laughs> <laughs> or like this, 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 this place where you feel like the walls are closing in. And I think those situations for me anyway in life, when I look back, were the situations that didn't call for, okay, be courageous and like open a business or step out into the world and do that. Those situations are like, no, look inwards. There's mm. something you're getting really frustrated about right now. 
where's that frustration come from? Where's that anger coming from? Where's that fear coming from? What lies underneath it? So by reflecting that, I think that's where wisdom can also grow. So sometimes in the doing, sometimes it's in the internal work, work, um, world. And I guess the only, the only one who has the answer for that is really we in ourselves. You know, we can't judge that for someone else. It can look exactly the same for two people. Mm. And I've been a few years back in a situation where, you know, it was literally like that, um, where the two of us had to make a decision. We made a joint decision with a third party, but the outcome had to be different for every one of us to learn to learn what we needed. So one of us needed to learn to stay in the fire and one of us needed to learn to set boundaries and step away from it. And it was a beautiful process. Well, the process itself wasn't that beautiful. <laughs> but looking back, it was this massive growth point where you go, okay, to the outside, it looked like a similar situation. So surely we both have to take the same action. Um, but no, because it was, you know, that other person's relationship to the third party and my relationship to the third party were built for something completely different. And so, you know, to see the harmony in that is actually allowed us. And I think that is also beautiful to see when you can kind of, you know, it's it's in any relationship where you sometimes go, you know, like I need to stay in it. No, I need to step out of it. You know, these are the sort of things that we sometimes need to recognize for ourselves. And how do we reconciliate that within ourselves and with each other? Mm-hmm. So maturation is a big <laughs> theme this week for sure. <laughs> um Maybe lastly, leaning a little more into it, I think it, I feel it has a very similar tone. I mean, we went into that as well, but just to mention it, the 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 lunar eclipse, a total lunar eclipse. So it's 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 technically the full moon in Sagittarius on the twenty sixth. Um, the energies of that again are very mutable. So this one is fire and um, and air. So you know this this idea that things are up in they're not necessarily rooted down there is this exchange of you know inspiration or maybe even adventure or doing something in a new way and on the other hand there is this like well how do I talk about this or how do I even make sense of that in my mind I feel there's a lot of this you know inspiration I had a session during the week um it was beautiful we were talking about you know it was a human design session and now the the mind centers and we talked around this different the difference between inspiration and thinking you know and for for how that person particularly how that played out and um that they both can happen they don't always happen through the mind but they can both happen through the mind but they're sort of different and i think there is something in around here as well that like the question is can we differentiate between when true inspiration when that fire hits us versus the sort of thinking mind even the positive thoughts but the thinking mind and how do we um reconcile those i feel there's this pull and push as well i feel like there's a little space where it's like um i think it was last month or a couple months ago i had to get a new phone but i was holding on to my old phone going this is fine it does what it needs to do it's working perfectly it might take 10 minutes to open a message, but it's still working fine. Do you know, like, and I was like, and Liam was like, well, maybe it's time. I'm like, it's fine. It does what it does. Like, you know, it's all it needs to do is answer calls, do that. It's fine. And then there's like, it started to not charge, it started to die. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to get a new one. And then when I got the new one, like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I can just click and I'm in my messages and I'm done in two seconds. And I was like, you know, that realize that you didn't realize sort of, what a subtle little shift and you didn't realize maybe in that space how much how long it was taken or how much energy it was taken or how frustrating it was and you might not have been frustrated but you're just so used to it being that way that then like you're getting this little upgrade and you're like but she won't make that much of a difference and you're realizing oh that makes, makes a big bit of difference now and I'm not saying the phone is an answer to all of life's problems but that analogy of you know the space where we can explore something and try something but it's like we're getting a little bit of an upgrade and realizing oh, okay I actually didn't even see maybe where I was clunky or what wasn't really working for me or how I was in that situation or what was impacting my life and my way of being like and now I'm like oh okay actually there was this little trying this here I'm realizing oh god why was I doing that for, to myself? Like, or, oh, that's why it was taking so long. So I feel there's this little sort of 
little sort of space to step into to sort of see where life is shifting and changing but really how it's really supporting you at the same time like but you might have just got used to doing things certain ways like and now you're like trying different little things not consciously it's like it's kind of just going to be there like you're not going to go out and choose to do this differently there'll be the invitation to step into that and you'll be like oh yeah I was like I was dancing really clunky with those shoes and I got a pair that fit at me and now oh it's all different (laughs) yeah yeah I something you said there about it like something I didn't see you know and I think that is something as well with with the lunar eclipse where Mm. that that light it's not visible you know and again you can take that into if you think of the like the moon the inner world not not visible so there's something within maybe your needs that is that wasn't or isn't quite that clear and as a result of that may come to the surface um there is something maybe in how you feel like you're processing life that you weren't aware of that now around the eclipse season you go like oh my god this is this is I thought I I've been there, but this is going so much deeper. I didn't actually realize I'm carrying all of that emotionally. Whoa, okay, and I can sort of clarify and release release that as well. So it's I think this week in more than one way as is about the energy of do you see. I don't even want to say the hidden things, you know, because they're not like hidden as such, but because we live busily mm. and we usually only use certain things, like we use our eyes a lot. Um, and we use language a lot. So just because something isn't mentioned or you can see something in a visible world now, it doesn't mean it's not there. So I think it's an invitation to emotional household and to our sensitivity and sort of, again, reading between the lines, like reading the energy of something, the, direct, the direction of an energy, where is that heading, you know? I think these are all aspects uh, that play into, into that. Um, and maybe playing into the all of that comes a level of an invitation of growth and de- development so it, the eclipse season as such excuse me <coughs> happens when when the sun moon axis is very close to the um the nodes the north node and the south node in it and in a very simple way we've mentioned the nodes briefly before and i think at some point we're going to talk more more about them but there is that level of where do we come from collectively if it's in your own chart where do you personally come from in every meaning of that word and where you're heading at but it's not that we're moving away from the south and running towards the north node into our direction it's also about reintegrating really appreciating what you've been given you know, all the things that you came in with that work really well for you and are still working, bringing them forward and then really reflecting where you're ran, running. Are you running away from something or are you actually being magnetized towards something that, you know, sort of your soul's purpose in a way? And so there is something for us collectively around all those themes that we talked about that bring in that sense of collective growth, collective reconciliation. Um, what are the parts how we humans did life up to this far what of those aspects worked maybe for a while what are still working and which are the parts maybe that we're we're ready to rearrange in a way and then also where where the hell are we heading (laughs) you know where where are we all running towards and the goals and the direction we set collectively like you know it's again it's the unseen it's like unspoken word you know you're like we all have a sense of Nobody explicitly usually speaks out and says, like, in your 30s, you should have a house or be married, and in your 40s, you should mm-hmm. have this and this. But for most of us, there is a sense of almost like duty. Like, at this point in my life, I should be at that level, right? It's the unspoken. So I feel there is a lot around that that can be refreshed, renewed, redirected. I think that's also where the North Node plays into in a collective conversation. Mm-hmm. Or how do you feel about it? So, like- just sort of listening to you yes. there it's also like you know through that sort of listening through all of the senses it's like because there will be other people possibly telling us or telling you how life should look now and what we're bolding towards that way like and it's really listening to your entire being of whether that feels that's the direction I would like to place my energy into and step into or I'm not going to get on that train like and I don't know if there's even a train for the way I'd like life to be 
and maybe I'll just start building and start walking on the track instead sort of thing like and other people I trust other people will join me because I can't I can't be the only one maybe who wants to do things a little bit differently in some sort of way in life like do you know like so I think it's really listening to what you're taking in and how that really sits within all aspects of you like because in a sense the world is rebuilding itself in different ways but who are we going to give the power of that towards like and will it sit if we chatted about our values what we all feel we need as a collective and individually like so I see it also as that little space of really coming back to the self and being in the here and now because if I'm moving too far ahead or I'm trying to go backwards to the normal that I'll miss possibly really feeling into what feels really aligned what feels mm-hmm. really does really touch my heart what really connects in with my vision even if I don't have a clue what that looks like but asking that's the way yeah that's the kind of people I'd like to hang out with or that's the kind of chats I'd like to be having or that's the kind of vision I sort of see too like and yeah to really feel into those spaces mm. and I think we all create we could all create from the same foundation quite differently so if you're having chats with your friends and you know I might collectively go like Jesus we're like you know craving some sort of stability here how how that stability needs to show up for each and every one of you can be quite different you know some people perceive stability for them it means literally having mm-hmm. the house owning the house having the one house and, and and never moving for somebody stability comes around like an income you know they feel like they could never um, maybe be self-employed they feel like they want that steady predictable income for somebody else stability might mean it's in a relationship you know so we can still collectively share the longing for a quality like stability but we don't have to tell each other how that necessarily needs to play out in the in the material world exactly same thing for freedom i think there are two things like you know i um, at least in the conversations i have with everyone like freedom is a big thing mm-hmm. you know we're craving freedom but for for some people freedom means like freedom to choose for their body whether they you know what they take in and not for mm-hmm. some people goes freedom like listen give me anything i need to be free and travel the world you know so can we connect and i think that's going forward is can we as humanity become more refined so we don't connect on the most superficial level you know but go one deeper can we connect that we all need stability oh amazing and can we support in each other in the different ways to get that we all need freedom amazing how do we create a life where there's room for different mm-hmm. types of freedom and how do we make that work in the collective and i think with this lunation on on the eclipse that there's there's both they're being affected by by personal planets so there's definitely swings in the qualities of well what am i actually doing about that like literally what are my actions what is it that i'm standing for you know um there is also this quality of nurturance you know how do i really bring in and nurture all qualities of myself you know so there's there's a sense of becoming more wholesome and actionable which is very very personal but there's also a big swing of the outer planets that are holding the nodes in that way and so that is more sort of collective you know it's the the collective freedom it's the collective empowerment or transformation the collective healing so again i think times have never been more more apt or i feel like the invitation has never been bigger to really step into that idea that as yogis we know that story so well it's like by you you know dharma by you stepping into who you are fully you are affecting the entire world and the entire world is affecting you so we're all connected in this web where where we are um and for some of us the calling is to step up and speak out and speak on literally on a stage to the whole world but for a lot of us it is how we show up in our own families how we show up for ourselves how we show up at work and by doing that consciously the people you come in contact with will be affected by that and the same vice versa so if you can just step it's not about having it perfected and knowing who we are and what our dharma is but just bring a bit of consciousness into i suppose the energy that i carry into a room you know when i'm stepping into a room taking responsibility for 
the sort of both ways that I'm not just a flaming dragon when I'm stepping into a room, but at the same time also finding the courage where maybe before I would have dampened and nearly tried to hide, where maybe I start to feel there's a bit more space for being me. But there's definitely that the individual and the collective, right? This very strong dance again, I suppose. Both feed each other. Like you can't have one without the other. Like everything that happens outside in the greater world, in a sense, that affects all of us. Like, you know, if we're willing to have eyes and senses to feel into it. Like, so it is like we're, we're learning to play the two roles, like of not just the little horse eye things what are they called those little blindfolds not blindfolds i was looking for that work the other day and i couldn't find it either i couldn't think of it either the little things you put on the horses like blinkers you know it's not that like like total little blinkers on ignoring everything else it's all about me myself and i and then it's like sort of allowing that wider scope of everything like knowing that me, like you know it's like that quote little mosquito one little mosquito can make itself very well known in about two seconds if you're in bed with it like you know but we all have that potential as well it doesn't mean we get to choose how we use that there and we don't need to do it the way everybody else is doing it either like so it's really deeply listening to ourselves and what we feel we are being called to at this moment in time in our own smaller lives in a sense and they're not small but our own day-to-day life but then that feeds so much into the rest then as well like i think it's like myth busting time you know this idea if you have more followers you're more influential or Mm. if you're (laughs) people couldn't see the eye roll but that was classic (laughs) (laughs) but this idea that you know you're you're only worth if you have a house Mm. if you have a certain amount of income or you know like i think it's time to really on another level i feel like there's a lot of that that work has been already happened over the last few years um but I feel there's another layer deeper that we can all collectively go, you know, and, and, and find all of those things and how they hold us. I mean, I'm speaking to so many yoga teachers and going like, oh, you know, I don't have this big following. And I'm like, yeah, but like, are you happy the way, you know, your business is structured now? And they're like, do you know what? I'm actually loving mm. the online classes and love teaching it and have a really good conversation. I'm actually chatting more to my people. I feel more in touch with people. I'm like, yeah. And, and can you make a living? Yeah. I'm like, like I'm thriving. This is really working for me. It's like, well, what are you running after? You know, it's like the definition of, of success or influence mm. or dharma. We hook it collectively always to, to more. Bigger. And I think so much about this goes through self-worth as like, what do I define? Mm-hmm. What are the sort of cornerstones of how I define my success, my self-worth? What are my core values? And then finding that's courage, finding the courage to live my life based on that, even though if other people haven't seen that because mm-hmm. they're not somebody else's core values. And that's perfect. That's, they can do their thing. That's that like. And some people are here to have that, you know, million and more followers. And some people, they make the biggest impact. They don't even have an Instagram account. Like I know some of my teachers, they don't. You wouldn't find them anywhere on social media. Mm. And, you know, and they have a strong following. Like, you know, so, yeah. Each to their own, like that way, like sort of thing. Like, each to their own. Do you know, like if you look at my Instagram page, you'll yeah. see I post once in a blue moon. <laughs> It's like yeah, I haven't posted. If you if you want to like, I'm just like, if you sit in a room with me, you'll get a ring you need, like sort of thing. Like I just can't be bothered with it at at the moment. Like and it's not to say never. Like, but I think it is a real opportunity for us to take so many of those words and redefine them for ourselves. Like, do you know, it still allow massive power, potential, and growth and expansion. But just because it's not like what we may in our brains consider us, oh, like if I have a billion followers, that means I really have achieved something, you know, like, mm-hmm. and for somebody that could be heaven. And when you get there, it could be your hell, like, do you know, like, because you make a, well, now I have to maybe actually, I didn't realize you needed a whole team of people to actually achieve that there. And I'm slogging away trying to do it on my own. Or I've realized I actually don't want to employ people. And now I've got a whole team to look at, you know, like, so it's a redefining and allowing that to shift and change as time evolves. But I I really think we're taking words that we use a lot, like success, self-worth, you know, like stability even, like, and what do they mean to me? And if I was to take, nearly take the outside definition of, you know, it's something outside of me, what does it mean to me inside? What would that feel like? Do you, know, do you know, so it's not only dependent on, I can only feel stable when, 
you know, like when there's not a pandemic, like, or when there's no shift in the economy or when I'm earning like a 10 grand every month, that's the only time because that might not happen every time. Like, you know, so it's like, mm. what, what, what allows me to feel that anytime? Mm. And I feel another word that's at the moment getting more and more traction, starting to fall into that category is creativity as well. You know, everyone has to be creative and it, it, it starts to be defined in certain ways. And I'm just mindful for all of us where there's so much beauty in those different aspects that we don't don't just dilute them all the time or put ourselves under 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 pressure in that way. And similar, like there have been times where I felt creatively like I was really happy having an Instagram account, you know, and I was expressing myself and visually and the writing was flowing. But I'm not going to force myself if that's the avenue my creativity mm. doesn't want to express. Like we've been doing this podcast for a year now almost. And this is where at the moment it feels really juicy and it feels where we can get into where you can cover aspects in a way that I possibly couldn't with the written word yeah. in the amount of space that I have. Um, and so I'm going with that, you know, so there's no right or wrong way, but I just feel it's, it's, it's again, when we talk about this harshness, when things get hard is the amount of people that are forcing themselves for a certain creative output, because to be creative these days means fill in whatever comes up in your imagination, but then question that. Um, yeah. I, I love, I really personally love Byron Katie's work, but specifically around that, you know, that aspect of like the questioning mm -hmm. that really like, how do you know, is that true? Is that true all the time? You know, how do you know that it's true? Yeah. Um. So that type of work around, I think is really freeing around this time, um, around any time, but specifically while we're sort of at this turning point and, you know, to redefine for ourselves some of those big mm. themes they can really set you free mm, definitely like because some of those things can be the the prisons that we keep ourselves in then like yeah. you know like because i've seen recently a good few people i follow you know apologizing for taking time off and i'm just like mm -hmm. you actually feel the need to apologize to not post like and i'm just like oh my god the pressure of having to you no know, feel you have to be posting all the time yeah. i was like god i'm I think I'm really good if I do once a quarter, like I do one post. Do you know, like, so it's, a, it's sometimes they become these other things that we measure ourselves against. And then when we're not doing that every day, you know, right in there, or we're not doing something, that it becomes a thing then that holds us back. Like, time is another restraint, you know, people like apologizing for having emailed back sooner. Mm. I mean, like, there's email and then there's phone. And I don't know, I personally, I have a real boundary around those aspects. You know, I'm giving my phone number to certain people because I'm oh, available. That means they can call me. It doesn't mean I'm answering either necessarily all of the time when I'm not receptive to them or if I feel like I don't have the energy um, to be present with that person for that own person's sake. You know, they, they might not want to get all of my emotional outload. So I'm like discharging first and then I take the phone call. But phone calls to me is something that, uh, or texts that is more instant, you know? And like, I'm working on a project with a couple of people at the moment. And I'm like, okay, I don't have push notifications on the email. I don't know if I'm the last person <laughs> that doesn't have them. But I was like, okay, guys, because there was like literally like if you if if you expect an hour response to make up a meeting like <laughs> i'm actually not on it i'm really sorry that you guys you know like mm -hmm. had to wait there so let's let's do that via like the phone text let's text group or whatever uh and i'm watching that so again having certain whatever which way but works for you but stretching your own time a little bit to so have breathing space you know you give the phone number to people that you feel that's a certain amount of people that you can handle on that phone or if you have a business phone turn that off when you're not available and then emails you know like put a disclaimer in you know you watch you check your emails i think elena brower did this years ago i remember she said like i'm checking i think I might have this totally wrong. I know she restricted, but I think she may have said like she only checks email. That was probably 10 years ago, once a week. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like very clear to me. That's a really healthy, it's a really healthy boundary. Um, because I, I, some people don't need that, but I feel myself, I would, if they come through, I would, I start thinking about things and then mm. your energy goes everywhere. And so when we talk about clearing out our energetic space collectively and individually to ask those bigger questions and to get ourselves empowered to moving the way we want to move, that's really difficult to do when someone constantly comes pinging in. 
So both the input, mm. but also the output of your creative energy, just, you know, time to have boundaries, questioning, and how do you want to do it at all? You know, the question is, does it serve you? I think that's always the... Yeah, really good question. Mm, beautiful. I think that's a lovely mm. note to leave it on is how do you want to do it and how does it serve you? So thank you, dear listeners, for joining us for another episode. And we will be back next week. And thank you, Bibi, for being here as always. So everybody look after yourselves. Um, enjoy the week ahead and have some fun. Bye. See you, everybody. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosie McNally and Bibi Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.